All right, guys, what's up, man? Auto Dealer Live here with you at lunchtime. What's up, Chris? Hey, hey, hey. I'm starting to like this. This day, hey, did somebody wax this desk? We put a new, we put a new coat of oil coat on it today. Oil. Coat of it's oil. It's weird. It's like rubbing my hands. I'm like, this kind of feels since this morning's uh, podcast I did. It feels a little waxed. Well, after we did the mounts, we wanted to make sure that we cleaned it off properly. Someone's been watching too much Cobra Kai. <laughs> wax on, wax off. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, how, who would have thought that show would have taken off like it did? I feel like huh? I got moisturizer on the desk. It is, awesome. man. It's like you can sit here and do a podcast and get a, a, a freaking manicure at the same time when have your arms you know, rubbed down with some lotion. <laughs> Moisturized. So what's up, Chris? How you doing, man? Hey, good. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm running a couple minutes behind here trying to catch up and get the show shared out on my my end as well but doing well man how are you i'm awesome man i'm awesome hey mike and maybe you can put a comment in there because anyone who's commented will see a comment on the post you have up there just say hey we're actually discussing this live right now on that particular post there so maybe we can uh, have some people that interacted on the post join in um <clears throat> yeah you know it's a. Uh, you know, you and I are, are loving this. You know, we've we wanted to really just throw caution to the wind for a while, you know, and and uh, just have a discussion podcast, you know, really talk about the industry that we love and just kind of wrap back and forth a little bit. And, and so what better time to do that than kind of move into a new year and just do do what we want to do and what, you know, what we feel like that uh, we get the best feedback on. And and uh, so here we are today. And, you know, it's kind of interesting discussion. It started as a post um, that we're actually uh, – following that Mike, uh, you know, was uh, following that was from Eliza, um, you know, the CMA group, and she posted out um, on January 6th, the last Wednesday. Um, she just posted out pictures of a dealership and just talked about, um, you know, would like to hear some feedback, you know, um, from dealerships. And, you know, that uh, dealers are required to spend all this money in remodeling. These manufacturers, you know, require them to, to do a lot of this. And, um, what do the customers want? You know, she yeah. was she was getting feedback. She wasn't necessarily f getting feedback from the industry, although I'm sure she has a lot of followers in the industry and she got a lot of feedback, you know, from people that are in the industry. But she was really trying to say, hey, what do you, my friends, my people, people who follow me, you know, whether you buy from me or not, what, what are you looking for? And, you know, she went on to mention, like, things that we'll talk about, and you can weigh in on this as well. You know, TV's in the, in the showroom, you know, um, you know, all the, the latest and greatest, you know, technology, what kind of comfort areas, you know, what would you like to see? And really it was interesting, the comments, um, you know, that came across, I mean, just a couple of them, we can kind of just get this party started, you know, uh, someone yeah. named Catherine, you know, I don't, I'm sure she's a customer. I don't want to really throw her name out there, last name, but she said as a mom, so here you go. Right. And seeing the families in the showroom shopping, I think kids are in the showroom would allow parents to do paperwork, discuss numbers, with you know the kids in their face but playing and not making the parents feel frustrated bouncing attention back and forth so she was kind of you know maybe bringing up the fact that you know you know kid friendly waiting rooms you know in it you know not as many TVs and you know so we kind of have this like ESPN and we do it because I think we've copied like or we've been told maybe through focus groups or whatever you know that Apple and you know the Starbucks and you have to have this you know this uh, this this mentality, but you got a lot of families in there buying. You have a lot of people, and um, I think it's really a challenge. You know, to to who what what do we need to really focus on in our dealerships if we want to make these uh, make it better for people to go through the process? And uh, you know, so I'll jump in because I, I told this to Cribs right before, like, um, yeah, right when ahead, Cribs Mike. got here. Um, I also did some digging and um, I looked at the average price. So most dealerships that are running cable on any of their TVs. 
Um, the average amount they're spending is roughly a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month just for their cable because that cable is specialized to make sure that none of their competitors' ads show up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that may not seem like a lot in the grand scheme of things, but that's more money that you can be allocating into maybe into your marketing budget, into other you know spiffs for your sales guys. Like that's if you were to eliminate TVs, you know that's just something that when it got brought up. Uh, Mikey said, yeah, they have specialized cable boxes that they have to get so that their competitors aren't showing on their TVs. And I started digging into it and I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. At the same time though, and and I'm not really, yeah. And I didn't know that actually, but I didn't know that there's, but that's not in retrospect, a lot of money to a dealer. It's not, I don't think the 1500 per se is going to, you know, going to, they're going to look at that, even though it is a savings, but I think that it's, it's kind of a, um, it's kind of a neither here nor there because they're getting geofenced and targeted <laughs> while the customers are sitting there right, anyway. Right. Customers might not be showing their ads on TV, but certainly through their mobile devices, your competitors or ads are showing up as they're sitting there, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Plus, if they've been shopping at all, they're, it's going to start popping up on their phones. And oh, yeah, they're, they're getting, getting targeted, getting instantly. inundated. So uh, so there's a couple of things. <clears throat> excuse me. There's a couple of things to unpack here. One is, you know, the CMA uh, group uh, and part of their uh, post, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, talked about the manufacturer's mandates on what the showroom looks like. And, you know, one thing um, that uh, I don't know if consumers realize it or not, probably so, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely dealers understand <clears throat> that, you know, manufacturers have a big uh, say in the dealership design, the way it looks, because they're going after the franchise look where things look the same. You know, it's like you recognize it's brand recognition, essentially, just like the big, you know, M from McDonald's. So they want the, the stores to look similar. But Uh, But, you know, when it comes to, you know, what's really working with the customer, you know, Mm -hmm. the manufacturer also spends a lot of money, Dave, like you said, you know, surveys and research and things like that. But um, one of the points that were brought up by uh, one of the people that commented on that post on on Facebook there was the uh, talking about the kids and, you know, the uh, you know, then that's always been something because it's really challenging to take kids into a dealership. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're two hours in yeah. and now you're at the meat of it, right? You're ready to go in and sign up and finance and go over financial terms and kids are going nuts. And then all of a sudden you're waiting to get into finance. And, and, and oftentimes, you know, the, the customer will, will say something like, Hey, you know, my kids are really getting restless. I'm going to have to take them home or go somewhere or go to dinner or do something <clears throat> and come back. And that's the last thing a dealer wants to hear. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do you handle that? Maybe, you know, different dealers have done different things as far as providing like playrooms and things like that. I always thought a great idea would be to have a visible playroom that's visible from the F&I office. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's obviously if you're if you're building out, that's something you can do. But um, but adding it, you know, yeah, obviously it, not that practical. Yeah, 100 percent. Like another comment here is uh, interesting. Honestly, I think that some of the I think this is a great post by Liza because, you know, she's always forward thinking. And what she's really doing is getting, if, you know, kind of a semi focus group with the customers. And again, you know, you don't take every idea and implement it and change it, but you, you look at it and you weigh it out. And this Allison, uh, uh, she said, please no waiting room TVs with several exclamation points. Then she said, also take a look at some of the best and slickest airport gate and waiting areas for inspiration. You know, um, they make waiting so much more pleasurable. Okay. So I love the long counters. At, I'm sure that's LaGuardia and how Delta has char- uh, charging ports in between seats with the plugs. I only look at vehicles on the showroom floor, she said, when I'm waiting on a salesperson. Typically, mm-hmm. I'm there to test drive or for service. It would be cool 
if you could make test drive appointments, maybe you can. So here's the thing. Yes, you can. Obviously, you set an appointment. I mean, anybody who make an appointment to come in, even though they don't view it as a test drive appointment, they yeah. view it as I'm going to sell you. Well, you know, but, but she doesn't know they can. And that's a problem because she doesn't know it. It means we need to do a better job in, in marketing and getting the word out um, and, and be specific what you want ahead of time. Also, maybe that would spin, uh, speed some of the numbers up on the process. Just a few thoughts. I love customer experience stuff, so happy to chat further. I like the fact that, see, here's the thing, I think. I think people on a sidebar, someone like Liza would be very, see, has anybody ever thought about hiring someone like Allison that's, that's for yeah. customer service experience manager at a dealership? Meaning, right. how about somebody that's not a salesperson that is literally somebody that would love to sit down and do nothing but think about how I can improve the customer experience? Just a thought. Let's get out of the box, right? What do you think? I think so, too. I think that, you know, the good news is dealers are looking outside of the traditional model to find ideas. I mean, right. obviously, you know, uh, in today's age, uh, we can see, uh, you know, different things, technology moving and different ways to do things. And I think dealers are always looking to be more efficient, right, more customer friendly. Uh, it's interesting because uh, we can take a look at what Nissan has done recently with the 2.0 showroom mm -hmm. and our friends at, at, at Moss, uh, David Moss, uh, they had one of the first uh, kind of pilots, if you will, for mm -hmm. the 2.0 showroom. And when you walk in that showroom, you, it's more like, you know, no desk. It's more like, you know, kiosk iPad type situations. Right. And what was cool about it to me, though, because I felt like many, many years ago, you know, we have a sales process <clears throat> that we go through a meet and greet, an interview, a selection, a, you know, a demo ride, things like that. And I always felt years ago that if we could find a way to capture the customer from the meet and greet mm -hmm. and kind of walk them down a path, uh, an actual geographical path in the dealership mm -hmm. where they take each step, right. where it's just part of the dealership experience, right? So Nissan has kind of done something like this with that 2.0 because it starts at a at a you know an iPad and uh, kind of moves on from there into the next step. So I really like what they've done there. Mm -hmm. uh, if you get a chance, uh, if you, you know, Google the 2.0, the Nissan 2.0 showroom, you can see more details on that. But yeah, that's and, where we're going. And, you know, essentially before I get into the article, we also pulled from uh, more of a, a public source, you know, that's um, that not, it doesn't necessarily come from customers like we are on this post, which is really the raw organic. I think you get the most feedback, but somebody, whether they're right or not, you know, who knows if they, if they got this information by interviewing people or if, if sometimes articles are driven from a vendor perspective of wanting to sell something or push a narrative. And that's unfortunate. So looking at another customer before I get into this really quick, something, and here's a person that, that, that acts as a different opinion than, uh, than the person I just read. This is a, a, someone named Laura. And Laura said, um, she had a couple of cool ideas, but then she said, my main request are to pay, this is pretty cool, pay for my service ticket online via text link, et cetera. So I'd love a, she said, I'd, I love a wait time TV and service like they have while you're waiting for surgery or what have you. <laughs> um, so, in, and so there's someone who likes the TV. Uh, she said, just no name, just a ticket number so you know your status. So she's looking for convenience with regards to that. You know, I'm there and kind of just, just to kind of let me know, kind of like I guess the driver's license place would have, you, yeah. know, you know, which you have a ticket number. You got monitors constantly changing. You know you're coming up. Um, <clears throat> I think showrooms should have, uh, let's see, tall, small round tables with iPads to view features, uh, compare vehicles, et cetera. Um, dealers are scared to death of that, by the way, because they feel like they, it's, it's like going into, you know, and I really do, I listen, I like sales. Okay. And I think that you have to force the market and you have to have a process, but I also think that we can adapt that and change it because I'm going to tell you we're, we're, we, we have sales with 
aggressiveness here. You know what I mean? And you know that you've been here and sure. we, you know, we're selling a cons uh, business uh, who, who, um, you know, in business to business. But when you're dealing with business to consumer, I think there's some shifting you can do because I can tell you as a salesperson, I understand why. And I was in retail when I was a young man in retail clothing and things like that. And I, you know, got made commissions and things like that. But mm -hmm. today I hate when I go to a store, you know, like a, like a, um, you know, Nordstrom or something like that. And mm -hmm. you have somebody when you're looking, you're genuinely looking and I'm going to spend money and you have someone walk by and then someone else walks by and then someone else walks by and they don't, and it's so disingenuous. It's like, you know, Hey, how you doing? Hey, can I help you? Can I get you a, a fitting room? And it's like, it's like, you know, that they're commission hawks and it's like, you know, you want them to leave you alone. Right. And you know, and you're, I'm there to buy clothes. I get why they do it, but it does bug me. Even me, it bugs. And right. I just think that we've, we could do a better job. <clears throat> and so she's, you know, she's saying, that, uh, you know, looking at the comment that she made, you know, she likes the TV and blah, blah, blah. But then she goes and says, you know, um, tables, iPads, new features. Dealers are scared to death of that because I'm sitting there looking at a vehicle and I'm, and I guess a salesperson wouldn't be there to, to try to get me into a specific one. But, you know, I, I, I don't know if we have all the answers. I, I, I wonder if we are missing some things and leaving deals on the table by not yeah, one of the one of the things we we do or, or we've seen in many showrooms is you know they'll ha they'll have a, a computer access or a kiosk or, or iPad type situation where customers can pull things up, mm -hmm. but it's only their sites. It's only it's only their brand. You, you know they can't look at anything else essentially. Right. And I think that that's a little naive because <laughs> they have the access right in their hand. Why not help them guide them and make the comparison, make the sale, yeah. use the leverage, the information of the competitor. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you should have that already if you're selling, right? And you Absolutely. believe that your products are best. So I think that that's a, that's a, that's something you proactively, we talk about that a lot, disarming, mm -hmm. you know, objections, overcoming objections, being proactive in that area. But, um, you know, when the customer feels like you're researching with them, mm -hmm. You know, I think that kind of changes things instead of against them. Yeah, it does. It does. And, you know, look, it's funny, though, when you when you flip the script a little bit and you look at from a um, OEM or from, you know, somebody that's on the retail side of the business. A lot of times I think that um, I think Eliza did a great thing because, again, you can't get any an evaluation from your customers. It's like having a being in, in, in uh, it's like being an employer, you know, and I've done this periodically over the years. Uh, getting ready to do it again, doing an, uh, an anonymous evaluation with your employees on certain things because you get honesty and you get reality. And I think that that's probably the best litmus test for are we on the right page? You know, when you, when you, when you read these articles from a, from a so-called expert, you really don't know their background. You really don't know the investigation they've done. And is there an agenda? And look, um, I'm looking at, I can't, it's interesting how sometimes there's the exact opposite from the customer's mouth to what they're suggesting here in uh, what magazine was this or article? Auto Raptor did the um, article that we pulled. All right. So Auto Raptor and the article is this, it, here's the title of it. it says in an auto showroom design is a key factor that can make or break your entire sales process. So mm -hmm. listen, they go through here and number one, I'm just going to read the bullet points sure. of the five and then you can comment on just five bullet points here without commenting, you know, reading the, the, the deals. Number one, make sure there's breathing room between cars. 
You know, that's their that's their deal. Good idea. Fair. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I mean, I guess <laughs> nobody likes to be cramped up, you know, and go from like a speed dating, you know. Speed ding in the car next to you when you open. <laughs> that would be kind of neat, you know, do a speed dating kind of times, uh, speedy gate, speed dating type of process. You know, have a salesperson sit in every car on the showroom and then rotate customer t- from each car, passenger right. seat to passenger seat. And whoever does the best job gets the deal. There you go. There you go. Speed dating. But, you know, make sure there's room breathing room okay so number two incorporate technology we've heard someone say don't we've heard someone say do no no tvs but the same person said ipads the person that said uh you know so back and forth on that uh, you know okay so what technology then i'm gonna put it am i gonna put it on am i gonna put ipads am i gonna put a tv what channel am i gonna put it on yeah so uh, then the third one your comfort is key in the waiting room i mean i think that goes without saying you know don't have a bed of nails to sit on <laughs> you know i mean i don't know make them stand up <laughs> in this chair yeah. someone help me yeah yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah number four prioritize good lighting you know you don't want a bunch of people squinting i guess yeah where's yeah. the bathroom yeah where's the bathroom and number five oh. you know i don't really know I, I you know there's psychology that says this about colors i i guess color should complement not overpower so those are pretty generic and pretty obvious. I'm not really sure that took a rocket science to write it, but um, I don't know. What do you think? Well, like you said, sometimes there's an agenda. Like most most of uh, what I found online, and I'm sure it's not. Uh, I'm not telling anyone something mm-hmm. they probably don't know already. But when you go and you look at blogs and different things, you know, typically, you know, there are you know five tips to do this, and then at the end it'll say, and you know, <clears throat> here's a resource for for making that or assisting and to make that happen, right? They're selling a program or something like that oftentimes, not saying that they are here, but, um, but they do raise some good points. And I think the, the ones that stand out here, you know, when we talk about incorporating technology, we talked about, you know, which maybe changing the showroom up and eliminating this or doing this, going this way. Uh, one of the things that I think it, it mentions there, uh, and if it doesn't needs to be anyway, is that, you know, people have different buying styles. Mm-hmm. So if I if I go this direction over here completely, right. then then it could be a little more challenging for someone who has a different type of buying style. So I think the point is to ha- to to have a a variety of things in different ways. We want to maximize every way that we can assist a buyer. Right. You know, whether that be through technology or 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 you know our process, whatever that looks like. But I think that was one of the key things I took away. Yeah. And then, you know, a comment here, this, I think uh, probably this is, again, it's amazing the feedback you get, you know, um, and you can, what a, what a great staff meeting, leadership meeting you could have based on this type of information. If you're able to get honest feedback, you know, it makes me want to put this out and ask our dealers on social media that follow us and put an email blast out to a client list and say, Hey, take this customer survey for us. You know what I mean? What can we do? And I think that's very, very, it's sobering, but so check this out. So Beth and I'm hopefully I'm not mispronouncing her name, uh, Keenan, uh, you know, and she actually is a stickler about that evidently because they she said they pronounced her name right, but she said it's about the service and the people that provide it and how they relate to the customer. So here's someone that says I don't give a crap necessarily about the TV or iPads or right. whatever. I get what you guys are saying, but it's really about the service and the people that provide it. I bought a car. Uh, four cars at various times from CMA dealership. What makes it comfortable is they use my name. They pronounce correctly. 
They know my car. They are knowledgeable of the product and recommendations for the car. The TVs used to be a nice feature. Now we all use our phones, but you know, and, and that's another thing. So for TV, some common form of technology could encourage people to talk to one another instead of more screen time. That's a great idea. Uh, the soda waters and snacks are nice. A bit of a ramble of feedback I expect. Hey, perfect feedback there. You're getting, you're getting a lot of different types of feedback here. Everyone's different, you know, so <clears throat> I, you know, I think, uh, you know, you can't really, you know, I, I guess you could theoretically have all of it, but you know, um, it's just interesting to see the perspective, but I'll tell you this, you know, we, we, we've talked about this in sales a lot and just some feed, some things maybe that you'd want to know those of you that are selling cars, you management uh, people, you know, a couple of things, you know, the number one reason someone buys from you, anything is, you know, they're, you know, them, you're aware of them. And that's what Beth said right there. You know, they know me, they know how to pronounce my name. They, they're knowledgeable. The number two reason somebody buys from someone is that that person that's selling knows their product. So you know the vehicles, you 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 know, you understand the features. You're not ignorant on that. Let me tell you something, man, that's a big, big deal. I, I have a very sophisticated car that has a lot of features and you know, BMW has geniuses. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I've had some good ones and I've had some that you know might wanna question that title because you know the features, there's some features I don't know how to use still in my car. You know what I mean? And um, you know, and, they're not, and, and I'm not really sure that they're as knowledgeable as they think they are on every feature that comes out. So I think we could do a really better job on that. But those are the top two reasons someone buys. The number three reason someone buys from someone is they like them. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, um, this is real important. Yeah, I, I think uh, another <clears throat> big part of the conversation is, you know, not just how our showrooms are designed, mm -hmm. but our, when you look around your showroom, with dealers, if you look around your showroom, how are your people really leveraging everything that's in the showroom? Are they leveraging, you know, uh, the engagement with the customer in the right way? Because we can have, you know, all these amazing things. And even if we, in theory, don't have something that we think is state of the art mm -hmm. or amazing, even if it's just a simple <coughs> waiting room, how are we really leveraging that? How yeah. are we engage How are we using that in a way that we can engage with a customer in a better way? Right. And I think that's a big conversation at the store. It's huge. Absolutely. Yeah, and a great conversation. You know, um, I love your your feedback as you're listening to this. You know, I think, uh, you know, I think that there's really not anything necessarily that's wrong or right about this. It's it's really just being you know um, tuned in to wanting to be better, and I think that's what always makes an evaluation. What's work. the coolest thing you've seen in the showroom? Coolest thing I've seen in the showroom. I can give you one right off the top. Well, I mean, a vehicle. Very <laughs> a vehicle. You know, um, the coolest thing I've seen in the showroom. I mean, I think that. Um, I think coffee bars, you know, maybe somebody that's, you know, uh, a client of mine, friend, uh, very successful, uh, over a billion dollars a year, billion with a B in business with his group. That's Randall Reed out of Texas. Yep. Um, good friend of mine for years since 2006 or seven. And, uh, you know, he, he started something um, a few years ago that he called in his dealership called Autotainment. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, it's kind of the inspiration for the autotainment network that we have for a while. But he had this autotainment facility, uh, you know, where he had somewhat Starbucks type, you know, uh, deals going on in his in his dealership. I just think that that is, um, you know, something that's this cool. It's not just coffee, but it's actually going a step further. And you know, in having that person there to kind of wait on and a barista in and making coffee, and so in, in having some snacks available. And I think that was kind of out of the box. And he had that, uh, you know, and he really pushed that heavily in his marketing. Yeah. So one of the things I see locally here at, at Brandon Honda, and we know that they're a, a pretty big uh, volume store, so they Top can 20. 
yeah, so they can, you know, they have enough traffic to make this make sense. But uh, because not every store is going to be able to do this, you know, and, and it makes sense. But um, but they have a, a cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really a full cafe. It, you can eat breakfast, lunch, dinner there. And they have their um, they actually have their waiting room in the showroom. Right. <clears throat> There's a big giant screen TV and they have these big theater chairs. And it's really right after you walk in the front door. You've got the cafe to the left. You've got the, the service, customer service area, waiting lounge right in front of you as you walk in the front door. And then all the desk and the salespeople are off to the right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the point to that is every time you go in there, like let's just say I'm going in to look at a car today. That whole place is buzzing and busy when I walk in. Yeah. If there's not another sale going on, I feel like this is a place where something's going on. Yeah, I mean, so, I so think it's gotten to. to the, I think it's gotten to the place where people go to watch movies and eat there. Yeah, I, it's like, hey, where are you going for lunch? <laughs> well, I'm going to go to Brandon Honda. <laughs> well, I do. It's where you find me most of the time. Yeah. If I could, if I could jump in really quick, I was with you, Cribs, when I saw what I thought was one of the cooler features I'd seen when we did the we did the full tour of Elder Ford um, a few years back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- if Come I on. remember correctly, they had the window into the garage mm. where when you bought your car. It was literally ready to drive out, but you could see the person detailing your car right before you pulled it out. And it was really cool because the door went right into the garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could start the car right there because I think they had a special ventilation system so that you didn't have to worry about the exhaust fumes. That, to me, was a really cool feature. It's like you bought your car, and now you can literally see it as it's being detailed Yeah. The, now, the biggest detail of that, and then the biggest reason, quite frankly, it's not just that you can see the car while it's being detailed. That's awesome. What <laughs> it was really designed for, and it's brilliant, and um, I, again, it goes back to kind of that thought process of, of designing a showroom with intent, right? But uh, it's brilliant because uh, the people are in the finance office is what – views that that's what it was it's it's the finance office that has a glass wall and then there's the car inside the garage sort of space uh being detailed and finished up while you're sitting there signing up for it now that's a big deal because when you're sitting there thinking about it do i'm going to pay another 30 bucks a month than than i wanted to and you look over there and it's sitting there and they're shining pretty mustang is sitting right right there Yeah, it's a big courtesy. Deal. Andrew Dunton, another friend, GM client, friend of mine for years. He, uh, he ran uh, courtesy Kia until not too too long ago. They're top top six or seven in the nation now here mm-hmm. in Brandon. They're part of the Asbury Group, but their yep. Kia store. He was proud when he took me on a tour of that. And my wife and I at that time, it's a we nice were, store. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's and they have this. They have a, a cool. He was so proud of this one feature that was brand new about about two years ago. It was brand new. And he, at that time, he took us in as a huge window into the service bay. In mm-hmm. the service bay, he said, we, you could eat off the floor in a service bay. Right. You could eat off the freaking floor. I mean, mm-hmm. it looked like a hair salon. Like, it was, right. like, crazy. And there was a huge window with seats facing the window where you can sit there and watch the watch people work on working on your car. Yeah. And, you know, look, that's just, it's transparency. It's, it taps into the reality. It's out of the box. It's interesting. It's not the mundane kind of sitting there. Like I got to suffer through this waiting room kind of situation, but you know, it's, it's, it's somewhat interactive and it's just things like that. And I think. ultimately it's a solution to a pain point, right? It's like everyone knows that people get a little bit antsy, uh, antsy and, and, yeah. and untrusting of, mm-hmm. Hey, you just took my car back. I don't see it. And you're going to come back and tell me I need to spend $1,200 and then someone's going to go back there and, you know, watch Gilligan's Island for about 30 <laughs> minutes and then turn one screw and bring it back up front. Right. Right. So, uh, so it's a, it's a solution uh, to a problem. And when it you is. can find solutions, um, then, you know, you can, I do, can I, I will say the digital signage, um, when the, the comment we read earlier where we, they were talking about, you know, having like the service time and when you're done, I think is great. Cause I remember one time I went literally just to get an oil change. I was told 30 minutes. 
an hour and a half <clears throat> later, I'm sitting in the waiting room and finally my service advisor came around. He's like, oh, your car's done. I'm like, dude, you told me 30 minutes. Yeah, it was ready an hour ago. Mm. I was like, oh. bro, are you kidding me? I've been sitting here for an hour after it's already been done. Yeah. I was like, that to me is actually, <clears throat> would actually be a really cool thing. It's just like the DMV, which I was at recently. They have the same thing. Here's your ticket number. Here's how long you're waiting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's transparency. I, you know, yep. as we wrap the show up, I think that the thing we can really gather from this is, you know, what in, in, as salespeople, as management, you know, anybody that's listening, anybody that will watch this at a later time or listen to this, you know, I think the thing that we, we come into 2021, you know, we're leaving, we're, we're leaving 2020 in the, in the dust from the standpoint of what we want to forget about and when we want to move away from. But we're trying to be better. We're trying to, and, you know, we're forced into a place where there's maybe less dealers than there were at some point last year. There's certainly uh, dealerships that, you know, um, that, that saw what, how much fat they had you know, that they could trim off. There was, there was, there was waste to distribute. There's all types of things as we maybe what, how, what, how we can kind of fine tune that and, and really look at it and not talk about it as normal, but really give some actionable solutions. And I think that the one thing here is no matter who you are, you're a salesperson, take it upon yourself, send it out to your customer base, you know, send, post it on your Facebook page. How can we better serve you? What would call, how about this one? What would cause you to tell your friends on social media about me when they had when they have a car need what would what would what would be what would make you do that mm -hmm. and what would stop you from doing that you know and and get get real with it because i'm telling you and by the way if it doesn't do anything else it opens up dialogue that once dialogue is it takes place that snowballs look at the comments that came in on that ad yeah. uh, that that post and then when that when the dialogue comes in it opens up the ability to partner with somebody because you, if there is an issue or if there is a stickler point or there is something that you know then then it then it addresses it and it and it and it and it solidifies it i think it works just by sheer having the discussion yeah i think so too and we have a um, obviously uh platforms that we can put it out, put all that information out on now mm -hmm. Um, you know, pretty cool conversation. I mean, I, I would just encourage dealers to take, a, once again, take a look around your showroom and maybe even have one sales meeting just focused on how we can leverage the things that we have in our, in our site, in our showroom right now. Hey man. Hey, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining auto dealer live at lunch. And, uh, we'll be back next Thursday.